This is the show with Cannon Brown. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Cannon Brown, and I'm doing things a little bit different today for this episode. I've got three guests, three of your guys' favorites. Um, I posted something on Facebook uh, probably about a month or two ago saying, asking who's your guys' favorite uh, guests, and three of them were like the all-time. It was Sam Burmeister, Shannon Schultz, and uh, Jake Richardson. So I got all three of them for this one episode. They are shorter interviews. They're like 25, 30 minutes long. You can listen to one, put the phone down, listen to another one, put the phone down. I don't care how you listen to it, but they're all good. Uh, Sam and I talk about different kinds of uh, media sources uh, that need to be in the show industry. We have a fun time with that. You guys know how crazy we are. Shannon and I talk about the export business, uh, him exporting hay, um, how it, how the virus has affected that, how is how it's affected him, kind of for good. Honestly, I mean, export export market is super super good for him since the virus. We'll get into that later, and then Jake Richardson, and Jake Richardson and I we talk about his podcast, uh, his new one. Check it out, Legendary Mindset on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, part of the Barra Media Group, uh, which the show is as well. Um, so check it out. Check out this episode. Check out his podcast. We're going to talk about many other things. And yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to switch it up for you guys. Uh, we were doing little inter- or long interviews. I wanted to get three people on just to make it interesting. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I'm not sure what order I'm going to go in. I, I'll probably just go in the order that I just told you. Uh, we'll make it easy like that. So um, follow me at the show pod on Facebook and Instagram at the show underscore pod on uh, Twitter. Go follow at legendary mindset pod on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, without further ado, that's enough of me talking. Let's do it. Mr. Shannon Schultz. Mr. Sam Burmeister, Mr. Jake Richardson. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. Dude, what are you doing today? Uh, well, just uh, doing a little bit of rebranding. Um, been actually helping helping Dad. We're kind of cleaning the place up. I'm back up in Iowa um, at the old home place. The old homestead. Getting- yeah, we're getting the place ready. Have a few more cows, that some, you know, stuff of that nature. So nice. Oh yeah, that's oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dad's pissed because there's nothing on TV. Well, I and I, you were saying you texted me that, and I don't even know what's on TV, dude. I don't think I've been on use satellite in at least four months. Yeah, I just, no man. I just used Hulu and Netflix. Hey, when I'm in Oklahoma, I get I have this. Uh, I bought this like this like 50 mile antenna from Walmart. Yeah. And I hook it up, and dude, I get three channels down there. One of them's in Spanish. Uh, one of them is <laughs> one of them's in news, and then the other one is grit. And I only leave it on grit. It's just old westerns. Oh, I so. love Bonanza, Gunsmoke. No, man. <laughs> That's not that fancy. Come on, man. Okay, what are you talking about, old westerns? 
all of the off-brand ones, like great value brand ones. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, how big is this antenna? Are we how, how big are we talking here? Dude, it's 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 nothing to it's nothing to. I mean, I don't don't get excited about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But you I just think, yeah. you you bought it just to, to see if you could get some channels. That's what you're saying. And it, yeah, because and you when you live in the middle of a bull pasture out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you, there's no there's no TV. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about the the middle of this bull pasture that you were living in. Where were you? You were living uh, when you were helping. Who were you helping? Oh yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, the Collins Ranch. Yeah, the uh, Collins. Great, yeah, yeah, great people. Uh, they got they got a little bunkhouse I stay in when I work down there and. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Works awesome for me. But it's, it's uh, you're like 15 minutes from Frederick, 15 minutes from Chattanooga, 45 minutes from a Walmart. It's pretty sweet. I like it out there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's one way to live. Oh yeah. Did, did you have yeah. a? But no, dad's, dad's, dad's pissed because there's nothing on TV. So he's like, I look forward to March Madness every year. Yeah. <laughs> People are still salty about that. I mean, it's it's already May, and people are people are still talking about how they're really upset that March Madness was not here. We we did not have uh, it. It's I mean, whatever you know. It's, I just hope both teams have fun. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big. Uh, <laughs> I just hope both teams have fun. I'm not a big sports uh, better uh, a, a betting guy, but I understand the appeal behind it and i know a lot of people really looking forward to this this march madness to to play some bets and try to win some money so i can understand it from that perspective i mean i'm like i like gambling you know I didn't don't, don't know get me wrong i didn't even know you could do that really what That's are you talking about to gamble i didn't know you could gamble on on college games i didn't know you could bet on i didn't know you could bet on a basketball game what do you what do you mean you don't you didn't know you could bet on a basketball game. I didn't know that was a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> gambling? You never heard of sports gambling? I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I guess I haven't looked far into it. Oh, gosh. Whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're ever interested, hey, I think there should be. I think there should be betting on uh, on livestock shows. Oh my gosh! I think that would get <laughs> real shady real fast. No trivial expense for a good time, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. What if I bet I mean I, I bet that has happened before. It has to have happened like one time. I think we should uh I think there should be uh a whole TV a whole TV channel dedicated to uh show stock. Yes. But just but just make it like MTV. Yes. Here's here's have, have cribs, you know? Oh, cribs! Like, you have you have the Real Housewives. I know it's not uh, Travel Channel or whatever or Lifetime. I don't even know what Real Housewives is on. But we're bringing it over to the Stock Show Channel, dude. D stock Show Moms. I know this has been passed around a couple of times. Everyone knows this is a good concept. But gosh, dang! Or Stock Show Dads. We'll have the first like real husbands of Stock Show County. Oh God, that'd be a dumpster fire waiting to happen. It would be. It would be. Oh, dude. I mean, I'd do uh, I'd do cribs. Be like, hey, this is where the cow 
ran through the chute with the head gate on her neck. <laughs> that would be a damp- good crib. Yeah. You, you'd have to get one of those old ranchers that just tell you a bunch of stories. <laughs> Come follow me around. This is where the coyote hunters cut our fence. <laughs> I want a I want a cribs with uh, duellos in uh, Wyoming, where he's just walking. Do you know him? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. He's actually uh, he's uh, originally from uh, my mom's area. Is he? Yeah, kind of around uh, Cedar Rapids a little bit. Dude, yeah. I went I went there for a workout one time, and I could have listened to that guy talk forever. He's just got he's got that hook hand. He's got a Mountain Dew, and that's that's what he's living. He's gonna tell you some stories. Man, that guy is a legend. He's a living legend. Yeah. So, but you, you, you really want to get, you know, you really want to get to know him. You talk to PD, uh, PD Miller would be PD a, Miller, yeah. a good guy to talk to. I mean, I'm, give him a shout. I'm good buddies with PD. He'd yeah, love to out. talk about that. Yeah. But I um, we need I need to get PD on. We talked. Uh, we planned out an interview one time, and like halfway through, we lost connection because he was driving. And uh, just never really sit, sat down to get another one. I'll have to reach out to PD. We'll get him on here again. Man, I got hustles. He's always he's always always working. Oh yeah, right? he's a worker. I think I could. I think I could host. Uh, like pimp my trailer. I think you could. Yeah, a little pimp my ride uh, spinoff. Pimp my trailer. I think you could for sure. What <laughs> What would be your like? What would be your style? Uh, put like give me your style of trailer here oh dude my like my ideal trailer your ideal trailer what what's it look like give us a little give us a little vision all right so i'd probably get like a like a vino's elite that's real low pro mm-hmm. looks like a pig trailer but it's you know hell i'd only want like a 22 foot long trailer i don't think i need any longer than that Everyone's like, I need a 36 foot trailer. Yeah, no, I'm out on that. <laughs> but I would, I would like, I would, uh, I, man, no, I would, I would, that would be my ideal trailer. But if I was hosting a show, I'd be like, hey, man, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we heard you like Final Bloom, so we got in touch with people at Sullivan. <laughs> they replaced your Freon in your truck with Final Bloom. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! You're like halfway down the road, and so you turn it on. You're like, Jesus. "Hey man, what's that noise?" Take it back to the shop. Yo, dog, we were putting your feet on with show boy, with Final Bloom. Oh man. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Dude, you remember that show? I, I do. A lot of the, I mean, the older generation is not gonna know what we're talking about, but if you uh. If you or the younger generation, I guess that was like an 03. I was like, oh man, that was old. It was like but, it was early aughts. Yeah, it was early aughts for sure. Wow, man, like the guy with cornrows. What was his name? Oh, dude, dude I couldn't tell you any of their names. Hold on, I'm on Ice my. Cube? I, I got my laptop no, right no. here. That's exhibit. I- exhibit. I think you're right. I think you're right. Exhibit. Hey, he, that's where he peaked. Anyway, it's this rapper, and he and he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he hosted a show called Pimp My Ride, right? So then, like, anyone would come and be like, 
We heard you like the color yellow, so we painted your entire your entire interior of your car yellow. And yeah. yeah. Oh and we gosh. Put, we put we we changed your like stick, like your your shift knob to a banana or some shit. That Man. they were so over the top. They were like they had to be as over the top as possible. Oh yeah. Like we heard. You, hey dog, we heard you like Pepsi, so we put a vending machine in your truck. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of like comparisons to the stock show. I liked your final boom one. I hey like- man, we heard you pump your cows, so we put an oxygen tank and a pump in your trailer. Oh, oh my. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go to that extreme. But uh, that would. Be oh, awful. Sam. <laughs> Sam gets all serious. Okay, now I know I said it, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't think that I do it, okay? Because I don't. No, I haven't. Okay. But, well, oh man, that would be. We'll change the subject. That Dude, would be iconic. That would be that would be hilarious. Honestly, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could do. I mean, you could say we heard you like keeping your your uh, livestock cold, so we put an igloo in your trailer. I mean, <laughs> they would just go over the top stuff. We made your interior out of ice. Here you go. There's a slip and slide back there. <laughs> we, we painted your entire trailer lime green. God, dude. No, I mean, uh, there's. I think. I think. Uh, I think there's money to be made if we, if we just started the channel, and it was purely showstock. Dude, I wish. Um, dude, this this is my envision. This is this is literally my envision. Is I if I just had funds i would take you me and jake richardson we would get a van we'd get like one of those like amazon trucks i want one of those those one of those mercedes kind of van things i want one of those and i want to pile all the stuff in the back with just cool video stuff podcast stuff and we just travel around the country and just video us going to different outfits interviewing different people and uh like going to different shows that's all i want to do it's intriguing intriguing. but do i have the um a hundred thousand dollars to support me you and jake while traveling Um, around the country for years i sure sure as hell do not i don't either (laughs) here's so here's Yeah, jokes on you guys. This was my proposal to all my listeners. If there's an angel investor out there, (laughs) this is a Shark Tank kind of deal. We'll give you, we'll give you 25% of the idea. All we we need. We just need a bunch of people to be on uh, the stock show, Bachelor show. Yes. Oh my Man, gosh! Would, but but it would just literally be just normal looking people. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. What if like you had like a a bachelor's version of judging teams? <laughs> oh, that would be a train wreck. That would Absolutely be hilarious. Blackhawk and Lakeland, and oh man, that would be a absolute dumpster fire. That'd be I very mean, funny. God, I wouldn't even want to watch that. I wouldn't want to put myself through that anxiety. I mean, there's God. enough drama already. <laughs> yeah, we had. There's some drama in, when we were in JUCO. Actually, uh, last night we have a, we had a, 
group chat with all of our uh, JUCO judging team members and all of the guys. We were, we were all talking about the crazy stuff that we did. We were, <laughs> I mean, we literally we spent probably probably twenty to thirty minutes just purely talking about the crazy stuff we did in junior college. <laughs> I'm like looking back, I'm like, geez, like. <laughs> Uh, that's what it's about dude i feel like every time i mean two of my best friends for are from junior from uh one that i met in junior college tyler pick and paul and josh berry and i feel like every time i talk to them and i talk to them at least like once every week once every two weeks we always bring up a story from juco like there's always something that just like sparks a memory and we're just like damn those were the good days Oh no doubt, and, and you don't realize it till till they're gone. I mean, it was. I got, man, we got story. I mean, it's me, Evan Dietz, uh, Chase Taylor, Jacob Hinshaw, Garrett Lowe's. We call him Gary. I mean, we all had nicknames. Jake Pettigrew. Shout out Columbia City. I know a couple of those guys just from NJSA. Those are some good Jay guys. Pat, Jay Pat, Dietz Nuts, <laughs> Chase Taterhog Taylor. Jeez. Oh, Shaw my. Daddy, Gary. I don't know what they called me. Probably Wormy. Wormy? <laughs> Dude, I can't even imagine you. Like, I probably saw you. I don't even know if we would have seen each other at a contest. But I don't think I would, like, remember. Like, I don't even know what you would look like with short hair and without a beard right now. I've only know, I've only seen you with long hair and a beard. Hey, it's funny you say that. I was I was uh, fixing on shaving the entire beard today besides the mustache, going full on Alan Jackson. Were you? Yep, yep. Are you going to do it? Man, it just feels like, I don't know. It, it'll feel foreign, but uh, I might, uh, yeah, I, might, I don't know. I might uh, settle for a grape snow cone. I don't know. Interesting. I yeah. think set for grapes. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry that I didn't pick that up as soon as you said it, but I no, got you good. now. Get cultured, um, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, went down yonder on a chat. All right, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Dumpster fire. Dumpster okay. fire. I'm not a great singer, <laughs> Sam. You don't have to remind me. Oh man, no, I don't know. We'll see. Uh. Yeah, it it looks foreign. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna cut the hair anytime soon. But don't we, cut the hair. Cut the mustache. And I've got a when we get off the air, I've got a I've got an idea for you. All right, all I've right. I've got a good idea for you when we get off the air. You've you've got my attention. Good you've deal. Got, uh, <laughs> You're starting yeah, to uh, get pretty good on a guitar, aren't you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go that far but i mean you know with the downtime and having a little bit of time off and uh time to recoup but had a little bit more time to play the old six string yeah yeah i mean this in this time period it's good to get out there and learn new things we've got yeah, the, i mean I've been, we've got the time for it yeah i mean i've been i've been playing for a couple years but nothing uh nothing to you know, get excited about, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like doing it. I mean, everyone's like, you know, whether it's drawing or what, whatever it is, they're always just like, oh man, you should sell your stuff, you know, sell your, sell your work and all this and all that. 
It's like, ha. Ah. Man, this is just this is just a hobby to get my mind off stuff, you know? Yeah. But whatever. I mean that's, that's <laughs> I just this is why I like talking to you, Sam. I just love your mindset. It's you're so just kind of you're you're just laid back. You're you're just chill, and I no, appreciate I mean, that about you. I mean, it, there's there's a time and a place for everything, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for it's sure. Like you don't always have to be in a money making mood. You just gotta. Sometimes you want to be in a um self improvement mood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, and you feel like when you're like drawn or or playing the guitar, like you're just kind of in a self improvement mood right then. Like yeah, that's, I mean, that's oh. not your hustle time. That's just your kind of. That's just you time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I would say, I would say that's pretty, pretty uh, spot on. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody needs that that time. I think everybody needs that like, um. That outreach, the kind yeah. of outlying thing that, that you do that just takes your mind off normal things. And, dude, your drawings, you could sell them, okay? So, like, thank you, man. your drawings are very good. And the way that – I you're just – you've got a creative mind, and I, I really appreciate that about you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. But, it. but also, it's very intimidating. Why? Because I, I, I also think that I'm – somewhat creative but then i see what you're doing on social media you're drawing like i love those videos how you like edit them and stuff like that i'm just like wow like sam's do sam's on a whole new level he's different it's a different mindset I, I think yeah i mean i don't know i i guess so but it i mean sometimes it's almost like yeah you know i don't want to live too much in that world of just purely on on the internet you know what i'm saying yeah. you know i think uh so you got to find you got to find a balance obviously it's 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 a it's a balance between um i mean you just got to get sometimes you just got to buckle down and get shit done like and you know like what i like to do is just i like just hustling just working just for a straight super super stout amount of time just just hustling doing work whether it's a show cattle or whatever it may be traveling um and uh going to them shows but especially with the time off right now you get a little bit of time to just kind of um do some of that extracurricular stuff um you know and most of it's going to be online because you got to stay six feet apart from everybody or whatever yeah. so yeah you know, I was thinking, I want your opinion on something. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've had, no, I, I've interviewed, I've got like 50 episodes now or something like that. I've interviewed Jeez. quite a few people that are, that have like spent a lot of time in this industry. And there's a real difference in our generations. Like, uh, oh, yeah. like someone who's 30 to 40 years old and then someone who's our who's our age and someone who's, who's five years younger than us. It, it's three completely different generations. And yeah, man, like uh, like the kids that use TikTok, um, I don't care about. Like I'm so out on that thing. Yeah. I don't even I have yet to download it. I downloaded it, but 
My and people that are 40 <laughs> aren't even going to know what we're talking about. But that right. is the dumbest thing I've ever... Anyway, continue. I, I just want to say I downloaded it. It's pretty funny, honestly. I have, actually have a, like a lot of science things and like history things on my For You page. I've just liked a lot of those pages. And that's actually pretty informative. But back to what I was saying. Uh, most of these guys that are like 30 and 40 years old, when they came up in this industry, they're... It, I mean, there was people doing it, but they weren't really doing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it didn't take, and I don't want this to come across anyway, but I, I just want to say it didn't take a lot to put a to put some effort into the show industry. Like once some people did it, then everybody started to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, uh, man, I, I think there's a few, there's a few of them got like, I don't know. I mean, don't get me to lying, but I know there's there's quite a few people out there that they knew how to do it right, and they stuck to what they knew, and man, they just they got it done. And, but but uh, here's the difference. Be, but here's the difference between us and them. It's is, flooded now, man. It's so flooded. It's so flooded. It's so hard for our generation. To, to, everybody, to get through the door. Yeah, We're so... And, to be somebody, you know? But I think that's that's what makes... That's what I love about us is that I think that our generation in this industry, in this niche, little like 150 to 200,000 people, we are like the most ambitious kids that I have ever like, seen in my entire life. Every stock show kid wants know. to be the next next big thing. Like I love how ambitious we are. Man, I yeah. I mean, I I to be honest though. I mean, yeah. I I think I think this this generation is super ambitious. Like I see so many. Like I, a lot of times, like um, you know, I'll get some DMs and stuff on on social media. You know, and you can tell they're just you know a kid that it's a young it's a young fitter. Or, or somebody who really wants to get their name out there, uh, you know, and, and I've, and I know a few of them kids and, and I, and I think they're real, real great kids and they're super ambitious. Uh, I, you know, to me, I, I think, I think there's a lot more of, I want to get out there. I want to, you know, I want to get, get my name out there and, you know, just, just start doing stuff, which I, I can really appreciate. And and it's hard, man, it, since it's so flooded, but you kind of got to do that stuff. I mean, you know, you, you gotta want it. Yeah. You gotta want to, you just, you gotta want it. And, uh, you know, I can name off a few kids that I think, uh, name them, I shout them will out. Be, well, okay. Um, give them some shout outs. So we're here to help them. God, what's that kid's name? <laughs> oh God! You don't want any competition, Sam. Oh, Drew Wagner. Hey, Drew Wagner in Mississippi. I love that kid. Drew Wagner. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Drew Wagner. He's my boy. Um, man, that's about as ambitious of a kid as you. As you're gonna What's he find. do? What's he do? Tell me about him. Steers, man. Steers. He's got he's got Charlotte cattle. Um, he's got Charlotte cattle, and he's and he. And he shows, uh, I think he's shown steers and, and, uh, man, that kid's, that kid's a hand. Uh, I know his brother, um, his younger brother and, and him are just comical. We, uh, 
we help him out at a few shows and nice. uh, and I think uh, that's as, about as good a kid he's as you can you can find. Well, shout uh, out, shout out, Drew Wagner. If anybody needs some help, <laughs> go to Mississippi, find him. Yellow Pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's the man. Uh, you know, there's there's a few other kids like, uh, uh, you know, I, and I, and you know, heck, I just met I met one of them up in at some show in Cedar Rapids, and his, his name is Colin Colin Crosscuff, and that's a good kid. I mean, he was a hand. You know, he's like, hey, you know, he just can you help me fit on this steer? Um, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give you a hand. And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm really kind of wanting to get down South, you know, you know, anybody down there and yeah, you know, I'll hook you up with a few kind. I mean, yeah, I, I, you help me. I hope you, you talk to yeah. me like a normal person. I'll help you out. Kind of, th- I mean, kind of deal. I mean, I was there one, you know, yeah. I, I think that I've had so many people and that's why I don't think we should get, I mean, yeah, this generation's super ambitious, but man, the last generation, the generations before, I mean, they did it right. Yeah, you're right. They're, you're right. I mean, dude, they they you can't you can't downplay those guys. I mean, they are just they're they're as good as they come. I mean, I've had you know guys, you know, generation before me that um that have helped me out and got me started. I mean, just like that, you know, and uh, I mean, there's tons of those guys you know whether it's cold dan or jake santamont i mean tons tons of those guys um i mean they've all helped me get a start hell brad hook i mean hell he took my senior pictures you know and that, like <laughs> i didn't even know you know i didn't know what i had at the time yeah i mean it's just stuff like that i mean it gets your name out there and that's what you you know it's kind of what you need if you really want to you know get a head start in the industry so yeah. i mean i don't I don't claim to know everybody and their mother, but you know, it, you know, I know a few guys that, you know, they could use a little help, and uh, you know, if I can give them a hand, heck yeah. So, I think that's a good way to put it. And I was a little harsh, so I just I was trying to get my point across. <laughs> no, you did. I was trying to get my point across, and I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, fixed it for me because I mean we're I think that we're all ambitious in this industry. Because those old guys aren't stopping any anytime soon. Man, this is this is the most ambitious industry I think there is. I mean, yeah. I, and I can, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to to uh, the le- living legend C. A. Collins. Uh, that would be a uh, Colby Collins' dad. He, he uh, owns the Collins Ranch down there in Southwest Oklahoma, and we're just kind of sitting there at lunch one day when we were getting ready for that sale, and you know, all that news going around with Corona and. I mean, all just all that bad news, and uh, that's kind of right when it started. Um, man, CA just looked at you know everyone's talking about it, and they're all freaking out like, oh, you know, they're shutting the country down. Everyone's getting out of work, and you know, everyone's got to stay home and just not do anything. And CA just looked at me. He's like, "Hey, we didn't stop one bit, did we, Sam? You know, I mean, just <laughs> he's just that's how that you know that's how it is. I mean, there's work to be done. You can't stop." I mean, this is agriculture doesn't stop, and uh, uh, we take it for granted for sure. Yeah, everybody for does. Sure. Everybody does. We we even take it for granted. Like us, no Within the industry, we take it for granted. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. All without. right, Sam. Well, um, just a little short one for uh, today. I'm gonna have to cut you off because I know we can talk for an hour longer 
No, it's all good, amigo. Absolutely. But, um, let's talk soon. We're gonna. Ha- I'll have you on again. I mean, you're you're one of my favorite guests. I thought this was a good conversation. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Everyone likes you too. I mean, you're like uh, I think you're yeah. third. You're third on most downloads. So, gosh, yikes. Do you want to know who's yeah. ahead of you? Don't give me a big head. Who? I'll fight him. Raymond. Oh, I will not fight Raymond. <laughs> and Travis he's Platt. The, he's the man, dude. I, I, I think Raymond is the man. I think he needs his own show. We need to get Raymond in his own TV show. For I sure. agree. I agree. Oh, uh, that's awesome. All right, Sam. I'll talk to you later, dude. All right. See you, brother. Bye. Breeding sows, you said? Just breeding a few sows. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Excited about it? Yeah, I am. I used a few new boars today uh, that I hadn't used in the past. And so, yeah, it's good. I got about 15 bred and breeding on another five or six. And I'm going to breed on a few more tomorrow. So, nice. How many many are you getting bred for uh, this uh, time around? Uh, probably my goal is to get 35. I mean, I we got 40 between us and Reinhardt. So I got 42 or three here, and he's got 15 at the house at his house, and so he's got a lot of the peers there. So I, we hope we'll have 40, 45 litters. That's the goal. And if we get 40, we'll, we'll be okay. Nice. I think that's oh, a good number idea. one. Mason coming back into heat for the third. Time for so we can see if we can get 13 litters out of her. She's just as solid as she was on litter one. Gosh dang, 13 litters, huh? This will be number 13, and she's coming in to eat today. So that's awesome. Back to wedding night. She gets bred to wedding night again. <laughs> How many times has she been bred to wedding night? Out of just the one. Her two okay. best litters have been best man and wedding night, and so. Obviously, best man's gone, so we're going back to wedding. I try to keep a few more daughters. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. That Mason, uh, Sal, at your operation has been pretty, pretty powerful for you guys. She, she's been very good. Yeah, yeah she has. Hot now, day today. Hundred and six degrees today. It's a hot sucker. Hundred and six, huh? I didn't even go yeah. outside, dude. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't have work today. I didn't step foot outside. It's hot. Yeah, 16 degrees above normal. Average steady temp today here is 90 is 106. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's getting too hot break, fast. Yeah, we're going to break all-time records the next three days. So. Well, I mean, uh, the virus doesn't do good in hot weather, right? So that's good. Yeah, it doesn't do very good out here anyway. Yeah, you're right. We've we've sh- we've shooted away. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But, um, Shannon, I want to get you on. We talked, uh, like a week ago and I had somebody reach out to me and ask me how your business was going. Cause on the last interview, we talked about UX, you export a lot of hay to China. You, you just export a bunch of hay all around. We do. And this person just wanted to know, and I, I'm pretty (laughs) curious now how, how this virus has affected that. 
or how this virus has affected any of the export industry, if you know of. Uh, I mean, of course it has, but I just wanted to know, has it affected you personally? Well, I'll tell you, Ken, and I mean, we, and you know, I told you that we've got a partner in our press, and we, uh, he was down today, and we'll be here through Friday, and was here last week, and we're as busy as we can possibly be. Our scramble is to find more help to put on an additional shift so we can run around the clock completely. Uh, export sales are good on hay. Uh, we're pressing as fast as we can press every single day. Um, it's good, uh, very good. I mean, we're shipping hay to China. We're shipping hay to Taiwan, uh, to the Middle East. We just got some increase today from Japan. So we'll so see. It, it's, it, it's been it's, pretty it's good. good. Yeah, I'll be honest. We we probably could press three times what we are if we had the capacity to do it right now. And we're just, we're tapped out. I mean, we're maxed out on our press. We can press, we can press about 140 tons a shift. Um, and we're running there now. And, uh, the challenge we have, this is about the only challenge we've had in this export deal. And the challenge we've had is containers, so, you know, obviously from China, wherever in Asia, the Far East, a lot of those containers come there full. Well, they're either one of two things, not coming here at all because there's no market for the product because retail shut down. Or two, they're here and they're full and they can't get them unloaded because warehouses are full, stores are full, and there's no place for the merchandise to go. So they're sitting there paying $35 a container a day for storage on those things. So containers are tied on certain shipping lines. We, we ship with about eight different shipping lines and several of them, which uh, Evergreen is probably the biggest one, and they are they have no containers. We have wow. a great relationship with our export company that trucks our stuff from here to the coast, and they treat us very well. That's Duncan & Sons. They've been in that business for a long time, and they have 600 trucks, and all they do is haul shipping containers from – la long beach to the phoenix area and uh we've been okay so far but in the next four to six weeks they feel like is going to be the tightest time they've probably seen in the last 10 years so that's our number one challenge just logistically getting it moved but the market is there well it seems like that's what's happening all over i mean in in, in any industry the logistics just weren't ready they didn't have the capacity oh. to 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 just have this increase in demand of everything, just everything is at an increase of demand. Well, and I mean, I, I feel it makes me sick to see what's happening with our livestock industry, you know, around the country and, you know, all species and probably, you know, predominantly the pork deal is tough and, yeah. and uh, get updates on that every day from NPPC and pork check often. And I'm on the pork council board and I can't even imagine what those guys are going through with raise those hogs and then, have nothing to do with them so uh, we feel very very blessed and i think that industry is the one suffer the most but you're right i mean to get certain things around has been tough and in certain areas this company is actually running to the coast empty picking up empty containers that are stored in yards there, bringing them back here so they can get loaded to go back to the coast to export so to be honest it feels like that our exports are larger coming out of at least phoenix area leaving the area than they are coming in because they control all the containers that come into this town they have a 
80 acre yard that they stack them six high. I mean, they can put thousands of containers and there's nothing there. There's nothing no. sitting there to leave. So it's different. It's a whole nother world. And they, like they said, they've been in this business for since 1945 and they've never seen anything even close. Just like none of us have. Can you give us a little insight? Um, since you've been in touch with the national pork board on what the heck is going on. Cause I know all of us, if you haven't seen it, all of us have, uh, most of us have heard that pork producers are having a really hard time finding plants that'll take their hogs. So they're just kind of, honestly, they're having to euthanize them and, and cause there's no place to put them. So is there, is there anything come out of that, um, that we haven't heard that maybe you, you have know, heard? I don't think so. I mean, no. I, not that I can tell you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that I know everything. I just re know what I read and the few people that I talk to, you know, in the commercial industry, I don't have a big finger on that. But, I mean, basically, this is pretty simple. Plaque and plants are shut down because of positive cases of coronavirus or whatever you want to call it, COVID-19. So they have no capacity to kill. 30% of that capacity is gone. They, there's no place for the hogs to go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. A lot of people believe that there's going to be a shortage in meat, you know, come uh, summer or fall, late summer or fall. And, you know, I, I think that could be right. Our our guy that's a president of our board here uh, particularly said their production, those hogs all from Arizona here that are Smithfield's plant. They have, I think, 27,000 sows on that farm. And those those hogs all go to LA and they're down about 15% in capacity. So he said they're doing okay. He said they're getting some higher weights and just shipping a few less. They're hopeful that things will clear up and go. But he said, you know, they have other places that just simply are not shipping them. There's just no place for them to go. There's no killer to them. So I got two choices, kill the big ones, get rid of them or kill the little ones that are coming and leave the ones in nurseries longer. It's terrible. I mean, it is terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a bad. Uh, it's a bad situation for everybody in that in that industry that's going through it. I mean, and I don't. Th nothing, <sighs> nothing worse than raising livestock, doing your best to make those things as good as you can make them, as healthy as you can make them, grow and grow as fast as you can get them to get the best product on the market you can, and then you got to go euthanize them. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And I remember us talking last time. We we dipped into a little bit of the um, talking about the big packing plants, like the big four yep. companies. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of people that are talking about that now that are understanding that hey, maybe it's not a good idea that these four companies um, are in control of this whole ordeal. I mean, it's it's. Well, it's here's the deal, Cannon, and I, I and I'll. I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that the thing is, is that we have to have that big company type thing to feed the masses. You're right. You're right. I, I don't think we have a choice. And I think regulation has made it and litigation and fear of liability has made those companies go. We have to shut down um, or we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and and I keep seeing people on social media saying we need more small plants, we need more small companies in this business that that can stay alive and and stuff like that. But 
I mean, it would ha- we'd have to restructure the whole way that we shop, the whole way that we buy things, the whole way that we get meat. I mean, there's there's no way that we can do it easily. I mean, I think people just think, oh, we just shut down these four companies, dissolve them. Um, that's not just going to fix it. And there, there's a, we'd have to overhaul everything, I think. Oh, you're right. And I, here's the deal. I said, I don't know if I said this to you, but we've talked about it a lot. And you know that I did a pretty extensive $50,000 study on local raised pork, you know, locally processed, you know, farm to fork deal. And the numbers are there. And I believe that there is room for both. But I think locally, in a lot of areas of the country, the talk is, you know, we need to have the ability to, to process animals at local smaller packing houses where families can make that choice. You know, I can tell you for a fact that in our state, and Phoenix is a big city, as you know, four plus million, there's really only two places that you can take animals for custom processing. And they're right now, uh, last I talked to them, they were booked up into the 1st of July. That was two weeks ago. And someone told me just today that they're booked into August right now. So if you have anything you want processed, you're talking about holding those things till August. Yeah. There's yeah. just no room. There's it's, no room. There's no room at all. And, and you're right. There's only two places that you can take them. There's, there's not much else. Yeah, it's you're a, right. So. It's a pretty bad deal. Nah, we're very privileged. I mean, we're our price is off on hay about $20 a ton from where it was a year ago. But we do have a market, and we're very blessed to have that and grateful to have that. Uh, you know, it's just a different world. I cannot imagine those livestock guys, where the positions they're in. It's going to take out farms that have been there for generations. And, you know, the, the poultry guys are struggling a little. Everybody, they, this country just... You know, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and preach, but we gotta we gotta get this country opened up and get moving. I I've said it to a million people: the cure the cure cannot be worse than the problem. And right now, the cure is worse than the, the disease. Yeah, the the lapse in time is definitely worse than the oh. disease. I feel like I mean, oh gosh, my gosh, dang. yeah, my gosh, yeah. What's yeah. next? The murder hornets? <laughs> the freaking murder hornets. Oh, gosh, I just can't believe what's going on right now. I think uh, we're at the cusp of it. I mean, everything's about to open up. We'll see if everything goes back to normal. I mean, uh, it's just a waiting game now, basically. Yep. I agree. I I think, you know what? We still live in the best country on the planet, and it'll continue to be. It looks a lot different than it did before, but... You know what? We'll get through it. We're tough. There are going to be people that lose jobs, and there's going to be businesses that go out. And, you know, it is what it is. What are we going to do about it? We just can do the best that we can. That's all we can do. I agree. And I'm ready for some stock shows to get back up and running, too. That'd yeah, nice. you got that right, dude. We did, you know, we went through our, our uh, county fair and did it virtually and had a virtual sale. In fact, we just had a board meeting tonight, and our kids are super lucky. Our Our county fair is probably one of the best in the country as far as support from buyers and we did a virtual show and had a virtual auction and our auction was she told us tonight it was the seventh highest grossing sale we've ever had in uh the history of our county fair oh my gosh that's incredible our community is is so great it's just about it'll it's almost a million bucks it's pretty awesome shout out uh maricopa county 
Oh my gosh, incredible! Yeah, yeah. the buyers and people that support these kids are incredible. Yeah. With that being said, you know I've been helping Jeff a little on the virtual stock show deal. Not much. We're so busy. I feel the call or two here and there, and we're just so busy at the press. We're working 15 hours a day just trying to keep logistics going. But we, uh, it's been fun. But like he says, when it's time to do live shows, let's go do some live shows. Nobody. Nobody wants to continue to do these if we're not forced to, but it's a great alternative. It is a good alternative, but I'll tell you what I'm tired of. I'm, I'm tired of yeah. seeing virtual show everywhere, honestly. And I know that Jeff's my uncle, and i got to support him, and he's doing a great thing for the kids. And There's got to be an outlet, but I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's ready for it to happen, too, and they're working extremely hard, as you know. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, be honest, we had our pig sale last week. We had a live pig sale. We went through... Our uh, department of ag and our the place we have our sale and that fairgrounds and they said you're good you're ag and you're exempt and we pulled the trigger and did it and we had a great sale we had a better sale than we had at that sale last year uh, people are different it's interesting to see that's awesome uh, I think people that... stay a little a little separated yeah we had one person with a mask nobody else cared we did a lot of different things and offered masks and hand sanitizers and all of those things and we spread chairs way out and didn't have bleachers and we spread out the hogs and but we had a great sale we sold every single animal we had that we brought and i'm getting phone calls from more people so i think our industry is resilient and their people are still excited to do it and i had a family tell me they said you know what here's the deal we may not have a county fair in the fall, but you know what? We can't play basketball or baseball or volleyball or any sports or swim team or any of that. At least if we buy a hog for our kid, we can go home and have that have that kid something to do this summer to keep them out of trouble and keep them occupied and engaged. So, you know, a little different thought process. I think that's awesome. What better way to keep your occupied, occupied than to buy a, an animal? Yep. That's absolutely. a great way to think of buying, buying yep. livestock. Yep. No, that's awesome. I'm glad that that sale went good. I or I, I saw that good. you guys were on social media posting about that. It's, I'm yeah, glad we it, were pretty quiet. We were, we were pretty quiet about it. We didn't yeah. blow it up. I didn't need the haters because there have been a few of those out there on the virtual stock show deal. And you know, Walton's doing one, and Jeff's doing one at virtual stock shows. And there's several guys out there doing them. But it, you know, our our industry's great. Got great people. Great you know industry people that support these kids no matter what. You know, Travis and and their crew over at the pig planet and Kevin and the went group and that group that's supporting them. And, you know, uh, novel designs folks there. I mean, it's been incredible the support for the deal, but we got to keep the industry rolling. Cause if we just let it fall on its face, people will get out. And when they decide to find something else, they're not coming back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you're a hundred percent right with that. And you're right. I mean, there's been the people that have stepped up in this time of need has been just absolutely incredible. It's, it's, so tell me something in your industry where you're working. How's the meat shortage and the toilet paper and all the craziness in the place you work? Is that all calmed down? It's calmed down quite a bit. We still can't keep toilet paper on the shelves, really. I mean, they're, <laughs> they the toilet paper goes. We can keep paper towels and stuff like that, but the paper towel or uh, toilet paper still goes every day. I sure um, want to see where that mountain of that stuff's at when this is all said and done. I know it. I know it. But meats wise. We're good. Uh, we're, we're having to cut back on our some of our specialty items just because uh, we we got emails from corporate saying that beef prices are going to start to spike up a little bit. So we have to cut down on those special deals. 
Uh, so I'm not, I'm sure people aren't going to be too excited about that. But other than that, it's been basically the same. Beef prices spiking up and price to the grower down. Yep. Sounds like uh, the way it is. That somebody is the in the middle. Somebody in the middle is making a lot of money. Oh yeah, somebody's making a decent amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, no. it's, it's stayed, it stayed pretty steady. I mean, those first two weeks, it was pretty bad. We couldn't keep stuff in stock. It was hard to get shipments in from our warehouse. It was the logistics part of it. There was hard. It was right. hard to get trucking. It, it was hard to get everything like that. Um, but we're kind of coming coming out of that, and it's it's pretty back to normal now. That's awesome. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're good. Same thing. Logistics are tight on us, but it's it's great, you know. And I we we can't find help, you know. We need I need seven more guys right now to put on another crew, and we just simply cannot find any help. It's tight. It. Just because, like, people are staying at home or what? I, I personally, and I'm probably going to sound bad to some people that may listen, I don't know of anyone that's out of work because of this. I don't, and, you know, it's close enough to me that I talk to. Everyone I know is still working, but, of course, I live in a little bubble in agriculture that <laughs> probably is, is critical to be going you know, there's some hairdresser people. I cut one of my cousins is not working, and and that's tough on her. And, and you know, some people like that. But we're super busy, and the group of people that we draw from to work this trade are people that are working. And it's interesting. A lot of your technical people or things like that are the ones that aren't working, but a lot of trade people are working. You know, AC people, carpenters, oh, yeah. masons, agriculture. Lots of those people are still working. You know, our restaurants are the things that scare me the most. They've got to get up and get opening and get to serving people or those those people are going to be out of business and those those people that work there, but I don't we don't I don't know anybody that's in that position. Yeah, I I mean I did, but it was it's easy to find a job at a grocery store right now. That's all I got to say. I mean, if you're looking for a job, right. go to a grocery store. They're hiring. Come press hay in Harquahala Valley, Arizona. <laughs> give me a call. We'll put you to work right now. Exactly. It's only 110 degrees and dusty as heck. And, and we do provide a mask. It's not from coronavirus. It's to keep the dust out of your lungs. <laughs> it's to keep the sh yeah stuff out of your lungs so you don't die. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I worked with Shannon for a summer. If it's over 113, he doesn't make you work. You can stay inside. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you and Keith were staying at home inside. It wasn't me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you were hot that um, those days too, yeah. huh? Yeah, absolutely. You got to take a nap every once in a while. You do. It's good for you. Yeah. The All only right. other thing we've done that's different, I'll give you one more little thing. We bought oh. a steamer, a hay steamer. A steamer? Stanley West makes a hay steamer. Yeah, you steam this hay when you bale it. That way you don't lose your leaves. You can keep your hay together. Good grief. What a game changer. They are extremely expensive, but it has been a game changer in our operation and hay pressing and in our production. We're picking up, oh, we're picking up 10 to 12% more hay in the same windrow that we're not leaving leaves on the ground. So the old Staley West hay steamer is uh, worth the 250000 that we spent on it. It's an awesome machine. So do You'll you have to come check it out. Do you steam it as you're baling it, or do you steam yes. it after you rake it? Nope, we steam it as we bale it. Literally, it picks it up in the windrow, steams under it and on top of it, and as it's feeding, and steam, of course, is a gas, so it all evaporates. Yeah. So by the, And we have a microwave machine on the back called a gazika that tests the moisture on that bale. So we're getting 
second by second moisture readings. So we just adjust that steamer. Now it does make our Baylor tractor and all that 84 feet long. So it's a monster. Oh my. Uh, yeah. You know, our Baylor guy, Eddie, he's the best of the best. He is. And, uh, his brother is now driving a rake cause we're running only one machine where we used to run two as hard as we can because we're not chasing moisture anymore. Yeah. He goes to work right now, eight o'clock. As soon as the sun goes down, he goes to work and bails till he's done. We don't have to wait on moisture and chase it all night long. Oh, it's pretty that's awesome. Nice. You don't have to bail yeah, in the middle of the night anymore. You have to go online and check the check the videos out of those Staley West steamers. They're slick. I'll look it up. That sounds actually really cool. Yeah, it's helped us a lot in our export deal. We can press that hay with a lot less dust and a lot better quality hay. and So it's been good. Kind of keeps it good. fresh looking a little bit. Oh, it just keeps the leaves. And it looks like you put a plant of alfalfa inside of a book and took it out a month later when it's dry. It's just perfectly intact. Oh, oh okay. I get, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, because it's still dry. Yeah, it's still dry. Yeah. It just holds the leaves because instantly, as soon as that steam hits the leaf, it, it keeps it from detaching from the stem so you feed those leaves and stuff in there but then you leave those bales when those bales hit the ground they're 135 degrees mm. and then you and you let them sit for 24 to 48 hours without stacking them and all that heat and all that gas from that steam goes out of them they cool right down to whatever ambient temperature is put them in the stack and it's awesome interesting that's actually a really cool deal yeah i'm gonna have to look that up You'll have to look it up. Yeah. It's pretty interesting machine. All right, Shannon. Well, this is All right, amigo. just a little short one. We're going to get you on yep, for a long good. one again, but we got to do that one in person. Yeah, everybody just hang in there out there and keep your head down and keep working. That's all we can do. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to come out there to Harquahala pretty soon. I was Snapchatting Keith earlier this week. Better come see me. Yeah, he's went and picked up a couple keeper gilts or lease gilts we had out. Went to pick them up just now and put them back in the – quarantine and so good deal about about time to call it a day good deal all right shannon well i'll talk to you later and it was good uh speaking with you you too buddy all right bye take care welcome to legendary mindset this is your host jake p richardson now there's a few different livestock podcasts out there at this point but this one's very sheep and goat specific and hence the name legendary mindset we're going to be talking to the sheep and goat legends that created the industry long before i was even born people who have made a living by doing this for decades, who were stud bucks and major champions, but there's something different about every one of these people. Their attitude, work ethic, values, but most importantly, their mindset. The way they think and function has set them apart from their counterparts in the industry, and I want to find out what that is. You'll hear from industry leaders, genetic powerhouses, and a few of my buddies along the way. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Legendary Mindset Pod, and be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for more content every week. All right, Mr. Jake Richardson, you've been clipping sheep all day. You just jumped out of the shower. You're ready for a little guy-on-guy uh, guy talking here. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good. I'm excited. Things just are going good. Hanging out with your buddies. Where are you guys at? Uh, we're in Brownwood at my house, um, lived back out and honestly, like for the past two weeks, I've had either a friend or a few of them here helping me clip or do something and staying with me. It's been pretty fun. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Love it. How'd the sale go? Uh, we had our online sale last night. Went really good. Um, sold them for good money and I, and I like all the homes they went to. Uh, went really good. First online sale I've done. So it was a good experience. I'm happy they, with it. They look pretty good to me. 
Yeah, that, that was man. just my opinion. Yeah, I was I was excited with him. We it was my entire embryo group, and I got really really lucky with my flesh. I had two donors, and I had ten recips, and I got nine embryos out of one and twelve out of the other, and then nine out of ten recips stuck. Ended up with like sixteen lands out of two used. It was pretty pretty. Insane. What? <laughs> it was it was way too good of luck. I, I'm af- honestly I'm afraid to flush again because I know. I'm going to get zero. It's just, it's oh coming. Oh my gosh, dude. That's incredible. Your first yeah, it time. Was, it, was, it went way too good, yeah. Well, let's not jinx it. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, let's 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 stop. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you really quick. I So this um, episode that you're on, I'm having three people on it. Okay. So I'm having you, I'm having Sam Burmeister, and then I'm having Sam, or, or not Sam Burmeister again, but I'm having Shannon Schultz. Uh, so they're, we're just going to do a little quick interview. Okay. They're like 20 to 25 minutes. Okay. Um, but Sam and I, for the majority of our conversation, we were talking about how awesome would it be to have like a little channel where it's like all the, it's just like TV shows of stock shows or Mm -hmm. stock show life. You know what I'm saying? Like the the real housewives of stock shows or the real husbands of stock shows. We were talking about like maybe a, Sam likes the idea of a pimp my ride for a trailer, pimp my trailer. <laughs> Dude, you got that, that does that pimp my ride show. What's his name? Exhibit. Um, exhibit. Exhibit. Dude, I... We, I looked it up on the spot. <laughs> it's Exhibit. I used to watch that show all the time. I remember, like, they would be, oh, like, hey, lady, like, yeah, we'll fix your car. Oh, she likes lizards? Okay, let's put 10 lizard tanks in the back seat. All these speakers, like, it's it's almost like Extreme Makeover Magician. Like, like oh, yeah, you like dolphins? We're going to give you a freaking dolphin house. Sam said, Sam said, uh, pimp my trailer. Oh, we heard you like final bloom, so we replaced your antifreeze with final bloom. So all you're smelling <laughs> is final bloom as you're going to. I think we should do a couple episodes like just as a prank and just just kind of go with it like that. I think it'd be cool. I think that just like little skits. Yeah. All right. Nobody it. take our ideas. These these yeah, are our let's bits. Yeah, we as soon as we can. You know what, Jake? We need to live in the same area, dude. We could make killer videos. I think we should move to Texas. Move to Texas. I'm yeah. gonna move to the Midwest soon enough, but it won't be for like two more years, probably. Yeah, you got to finish school and all that. Well, yeah, and I don't know. I'm bit, I don't know. I I might stay longer in school too for some reason. I mean, it's taken me this long for a bachelor's. I don't know why I'm thinking about maybe getting a law degree, but it's on my mind. So if I have the money for that, I might do it. Yeah, for sure. Just stay in school forever. I mean, yeah, party on, Garth. There you go. And but then, where in the where in the Midwest are you gonna? I don't know wherever they'll take me. I guess. Yeah, there's a lot more, uh, a lot more livestock stuff to keep you busy. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I like that area. I just here's what I want for a livelihood. That's that's kind of where I want to live, just because you can get a house with a lot of acres, a lot of land. Um, you can just do you can do a lot of stuff on your own in that area. There's not a lot of people watching what you do. There's not a homeowners association. You just do what you want. A lot more freedoms, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's but. where America is great. Is <laughs> in the Midwest for sure. You definitely take advantage of that out here. Now, uh, Jake, I also wanted to have you on just to kind of promote your podcast that you just started. 
sure. Um, legendary mindset. I know you're upset because you just got a new mic in for the podcast and yeah. I wasn't able to let you even use it for this interview. So I'm I know, I'm talking into my cell phone right now. You're talking into your cell phone. You're not even using the $70 mic that you just bought and the whole setup. So congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in front of it and pretending as if I am. Are you really? <laughs> no. I wish you were. <laughs> I wish I was talking into it. I wish you had like just set up like a camera or something. Uh, acting like you were talking into the mic, but actually talking into your phone. <laughs> just, just duct tape my phone to the mic. And exactly. It. Yeah, it works. It's it all about works. appearances. For sure. The presentation is key, man. All right. Now but, tell, yeah, me, yeah, tell me. Yeah, tell me about it. Going good. I, I love it. Um, so I've always, since I was little, I've kind of been in this. Like, I've always known when those guys that are really good at it and really experienced start talking. I've always known it's more important to do more listening at those points. And I've always liked talking to, you know, those, those guys who are really good at it. I guess the, the legends, those guys have been doing it forever. And just only tried to soak up as much as I could from them. Just because I knew that, you know, they, they were the smartest. They are the ones who created it. And they're, you know, there's so many years behind you know, what they know and so much experience. And, and I kind of, that's kind of what I take with me into these episodes is, you know, let's let these guys tell their stories and I'll kind of maybe direct a few questions at them and carry it along. Honestly, I just want to hear what they have to say and, and, and their story. And that's my favorite part. Yeah, no. And, awesome. and I, I've listened to a couple of them. I've had the, I've been fortunate enough to listen to all of your episodes now that you have recorded. So, and I think you're doing awesome, dude. I think you're a natural. When I heard that first David Garrett episode, I was like, Oh yeah, he's a natural. Yeah. David's was good. David, so those, those stories just telling, I, I rode back from State Fair, Texas with him back in September and it was like a two hour drive and, and he started telling me those stories and I thought to myself, I wish I had a microphone right now so I could record this. This needs to be you know published. People need to hear this. This is incredible. So when I, when we started the podcast, I knew he was the first one I needed to do because the guy's got some stories and, and he's, you know, definitely a legend. Yeah. For sure. But. Now, what do you what do you look forward to the podcast most? Um, like look, look like looking forward before an episode to or? the no to the future. What 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 are your what do you want to do with it? What are, what are you excited about? What are um, what are some future guests maybe that you want to get on? Some future guests. The next one I'm gonna do. I've got like four lined up. I'm gonna go on a road trip here in a couple of days and get like three of them knocked out. Oh, but I think the next ones are going to be Guy Glasscock. Uh, we're going to get some. We're going to get Steve Sturts, uh, Glenn Hutto, and Norman Coles on there. I'm going to try and get those done in the next ten days. But um, it was kind of cool. I posted after we posted David's podcast. I had some of the guys I had in mind to interview. They texted me and said how much they loved his episode. And I went ahead and I was like, "Would you like? Would you like to be on one?" And and they're all on board. And, and that was really exciting. That that those guys that I'm interviewing, those kind. Were, were listeners too and they enjoyed it so that that kind of meant to me um that they liked it yeah that's awesome and especially yeah. the the fact that you had your your mind on them already and they reached out to you that's that's incredible yeah it felt good it was, yeah. it was nice but i'm excited um like i said those those guys those i mean i'm not just going to refer to them as legends but i mean they know the most and, and they have the most knowledge and, and i i honestly was going to use this as an opportunity to learn 
um, and uh, you know, as an excuse to get to talk to them for an hour and a half and get them to tell their stories. But and I guess we're gonna be posting it. But you know, I, I just love that part of it and getting to talk to them and and learning from them. I think those guys have a lot a lot to say, and I really love the history of it. You know, like those buck stories are really cool to me, especially when those bucks are still relevant today, like Tyson's podcast. Um, that Leo buck we talked about still yeah, that story famous. was that story was awesome and the fact that he has like his whole place is line bred to leo like as you were talking like that's crazy yeah he's still i mean those genetics are still so valuable and, and i i just think it's cool when stuff goes full circle like that uh it just makes for a really cool story and, and and you know it's just pretty fun well i'm i'm really excited to hear more and i know sheep and goats they're not like my biggest species that i want to hear about but I, I really enjoy listening to those episodes, and I know my buddy uh, Tyler Pickenfall. He's one of my best buds, and he he loved that. He I asked him. I called him like a week after um, that first episode was posted, and I asked him if he'd listen to it. And he's like, "Dude, I listened to it like four times. I need more." <laughs> really? Yeah. He, yeah. Tyler was like, "Dude, I listened to it four times. I couldn't get enough of it." So uh, that's, that's good to hear. I think you're I doing good thought, things. Just, thanks, man. I had some people asking me, can can you just put Tyson's part two up? Like right now, they just wanted to hear it. <laughs> texting me saying, let's just post it, let's get it over with. But no, I think it's I think it's fun. Um, Tyson told you to post it. Well, I had some listeners that were like, can you please just post the second part? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It'll be posted soon enough. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be here. You'll you'll hear it. Yeah. But that his second episode is, um, I think, is the my my favorite part of his podcast. Yeah, uh, it just gets into the more you know more recent stuff and kind of the what more intimate them. details a little bit. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the stuff we talked about was a lot of history and what happened you know ten years ago. But I think most people can relate to what he's going to talk about in the next one, and, and you know have a lot to do with it at the same time. Yeah, I agree with you. How's your podcast going? I uh, dude, it's going. You know how it goes. I mean, I I release an episode a week. I'm trying to think of new segments, dude. I want to do. I want to do a segment portion on the podcast and I can't for the life of me think of anything. Yeah. I like the like news a, aspect. I like having like a news reel behind me, like the news reel music behind me. <laughs> and then um, me putting on like an anchor voice and, and doing some stuff. But I just, I, I don't know what news to even cover. I mean, I, I don't know what I would cover weekly to be honest yeah. with you. I think right now with all the current events and what shows are going to happen and what shows are not, I think we could probably get a lot done with, you know, a little bit of a news deal. You're probably right. All that. You're probably right. Maybe, cool. maybe we can do like a little, you watch a Saturday night live. I love Saturday night live. The, when Seth Myers was on there, that was the best. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Seth um, Myers skit where he was a news anchor. Well, dude, that's what I was, late night show now, that's but. what I was just talking about. We should do, um, Gosh, what is it? What is their uh, what's the news reel called on Saturday night Saturday Night Live? I can't think of I it. I can't remember what it's called. We're the worst. But we we should do a segment, the both of us, where we're co-anchors. We bounce off of each other. We could definitely do that. I think it'd be pretty fun, pretty pretty funny at times too. I think so. Let's get on it. Okay, we're gonna start writing that for you guys, and and we'll get a little segment. Yeah, if you guys have any segment ideas, let us know. What's the weekend update with Seth Myers? Weekend update. Weekend update. My buddy um, Reagan just Googled it and showed it to me. Nice. I'm happy that that just happened. 
I'm happy that that just happened. Thank goodness. Okay, so now we need to come up with a good name for our, for our segment. So what we'll do is we'll get together all the news from um, junior associations, livestock shows, um, maybe breeders that have some big announcements, and we'll just do a little funny little write-up for it. Let's do it. We shouldn't be saying this over the over the recording. Somebody's yeah, gonna take it. I don't, I don't think they'll steal our ideas. I think I think if we put it out now as our own idea, I think it's probably too late. Okay. TM it. verbal trademark. You can't take it. It's it's yeah. It's done for. You can't steal it. It's ours. Okay. Now we got to think of a name for it, but that's the easy part, right? Yeah, we'll decide that later. I got some names written down. We can run through. Good deal. Wow, you're already on the ball. Let's go. We got to get better um, service than what we have right now. This uh, this service, it's a little choppy. I'm not ecstatic about it. Can you hear me very well? Or it's it's all... okay. I can hear you pretty well. Well, it, I think it's just a, like a connection, or it's probably just because it's on your phone. If we had your mic, uh, it'd probably be a lot better. It'd be crystal clear. It'd be crystal clear. Yeah, we'll get Skype next time. <laughs> we'll Skype. I'll figure out how to get my call recorder on Skype. How about that? That'll work. I actually need to figure out. We need to figure out that for you too. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten the call recorder yet. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm kind of into this whole um, doing live interview in person. I I like that a lot. I wish I could do more live interviews, dude. You're in the you're in the world for it. Yeah, definitely. That's why you need to move to the Midwest, man. You're right. Just another Get reason. Done. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, all right, Jake. Um. Dude, that's all I kind of wanted to talk to you about. Just promote your deal and, and just kind of catch up with you. Like I said, it's just a little short little interview for this one. For sure, man. What Thanks else for the did call. you have to Good say? Talk. Anything? Um, stay safe. Wear a mask or not. Um, live free, die hard. Um, I don't know. All right. Hello? Perfect. There you go. I love it. All right. All right, Jake. Um, <laughs> let's be in contact because I really do think we should do that newsreel thing. Okay, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it'd be cool. Okay, perfect. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good. See you later. Bye. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Well, that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you guys liked those three little short interviews. All three of those guys are my favorites. You guys know that. Um. I want to let you guys know that that bonus episode is coming soon. I promise I haven't forgot about it. We're going to get into it. Um, I want to shout out Wes Ritchie. I forgot to shout you out in uh, Shannon's episode. I apologize, but Wes is the one that sent that question in for Shannon uh, about the export market. So, Wes, I hope you got your answer. And uh, I got him on because you inspired me. That was a good question. I appreciate it. Other than that, that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you guys are getting through this time with your families or by yourself in quarantine all right. Um, like I said, dude, I, I am so tired of these virtual shows. I just, come on. Let's just let's just show some livestock. I want to go to a show. I want to feel some shavings in my hand. I want to smell just awful things. Awful, awful things. But I want to smell like oils too in the background so like there's pig shit right here like right in front of my nose but off in the distance oh yeah there's that final bloom oh there it is oh yummy okay i can smell it now i'm gonna have to get one of those air fresheners now all right 
I got to go. I will talk to you guys next week. I love you. Come back for more. Bye.